This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network, the least topical podcast on the internet. Today's topic was Election Day. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafuri. And I am Adam Lustig. And we are recording this the Wednesday before Election Day. That is correct, a.k.a. the morning after the Los Angeles Dodgers won their first World Series in 35 years, setting off fireworks all over my neighborhood and town. Yes, there were fireworks everywhere, but Adam, there were fireworks on the field immediately after. And I don't mean the ones really? that explode in the sky. Did you hear what happened in the eighth inning of yesterday's game and what happened on the field immediately after the Dodgers won the World Series? Okay, no, I didn't, Bill. Please enlighten me. In the eighth inning of yesterday's game, yes. star third baseman for the Los Angeles Dodgers, Justin Turner, okay. was told, you have COVID. And no. they pulled him from the game <laughs> Wait, immediately. Really? It, they Whoa. put him in isolation in the eighth inning. Okay. okay. So that news breaks and it's stunning. And everyone, and then the Dodgers win the World Series. And this guy has been a class act for so long, a real yeah. team leader. Yeah. And everyone's like, it's such a shame that Justin Turner now has to be in isolation yes. away from his team celebrating on the field. Yes. Who runs out onto the oh, field God. after finding out that they are COVID-19 positive? Oh, Justin both. Turner. Oh, man. Arms around his coach, mask oh. around his chin. Okay. Bit of a mess. I d how did I miss this entire? I missed all of this. So he found out. So what do we? I have a lot of questions. So I have a few answers. That implies that he had been tested earlier that day, and the result just came in hot off the press in the eighth inning. Or so I believe that like, he took a test the day before, and it came through the morning of inconclusive. He was. Okay. I think you're allowed to play under that. Um, set of rules. Got it. However, he took another test that day, and because of the inconclusive results from the day previous, I think that they probably fast-tracked the results, only to reveal around the sixth inning that this man has COVID get him off the field. Whoa. So that's what the team did. They took Whoa. him off the field, and then he, in a matter of speaking, said, fuck it, I'm going back on the field. Yeah. And I think that there's no more appropriate end to the 2020 sports cycle. <laughs> yeah, really. This is the last professional league, major right. league, that is finishing up their season. And to end in the second-to-last inning of the second-to-last game with a, and by the way, you have COVID, is such a 2020 Yeah, it really. Sports. feels very, very appropriate. Wow. So he finds out he has COVID. He mm -hmm. gets ushered off the field, and like the Joe Buck and like the TV broadcast like is aware and reports and like talks about that in real time no so in the eighth inning i believe is when he got pulled people might have thought it was for a defensive replacement got some it. sort of like coaching move no one okay. knew however the dodgers strike out um whatever batter it was they win the world series Yay. they all run out onto the field and yes they cut to i think his name is i do i know his name is kevin burkhart okay he is uh in the studio for fox yes and in a somber tone without like championship rah-rah music behind yes. him, he says we'd like to inform you that the reason why justin turner was taken out in the eighth inning is that he tested positive for COVID 19 back to the action whoa <laughs> like, wait a minute wait whoa. a minute <laughs> And then, so the Dodgers win, they're celebrating out on the field, and then Justin Turner, who 
15 minutes previous had been t- positively tested for COVID, runs back out onto the field, celebrates with his teammates, is in all the team photos, et cetera, passing around the trophy, yeah. et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I think his logic wow. was that I've been spending days and weeks with these guys um, in the clubhouse, in the dugout. What difference does it make now? And my counter to that would be, well, now you have COVID and they probably do too. They do as well. That would be the main number one difference. So right. is this the first, I haven't been following too closely. How sort of COVID-y has this Major League Baseball season been? Is it like- The most covid of most sports. Of oh, most okay. Sports, it's been it. the most covid uh, Okay. Teams were supposed to play, I believe, 50 or 60 games. I don't know if any team played all 50 or 60. The oh, Marlins wow. missed about 15 to 18 to maybe 20 games of their season for COVID. Yowza. Yowza. Um, but they did kind of bring it under control when they went into their version of the playoff and that And that was just for the postseason, right? They're, everyone's mm-hmm. in Texas, and they're all playing mm-hmm. on the Texas. same field. Mm-hmm. Okay. And somehow, some way, it penetrated this easily penetrable bubble. Yeah. And it wow. made its way to the third baseman. And that's how sports ends in 2020. With so a it, you're case right. It is like edict. very, very, very appropriate. And not only a positive case in the final, but a positive case. And then that positive case kind of eschewing the rules anyway, who cares anyway. <laughs> Which is so red, white, and blue these days, <laughs> yeah, where it's God. just like, you know you're sick, you know you'll get your friends uh, you and family sick, but you really want to go out right now. So, like, in theory, if they were to, like, properly follow the rules, that would mean that the essentially everyone on the Dodgers, players, coaching staff, mm-hmm. almost everyone, in theory, if they were being good, good boys, would all be quarantined right now for 14 days and then getting tested that, that that's like if we were all playing by the rules, that's what they would mm-hmm. do, right? Okay. If it, it was 2019, the team yeah. would win the World Series and immediately fly to Vegas and party for three right. consecutive days. Yes. It's 2020, yes. and the team was asked to leave the field, go yeah. to their hotel, and get immediate PCR tests for COVID. Oh there gosh. is big concern, not concerns, but there are rumors that they might not be allowed to leave Dallas for 14 days. <laughs> oh, They've been oh, in the bubble man. because of this stunt. They might have to stay in Texas for another two weeks with their families who were also on the field because it's the World Series. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. So USA, USA. USA, USA, go Doyers. Justin Turner, please be a little more careful maybe next time there's a pandemic. Yeah, (laughs) next time. Yeah, next time. Um, So that is America's pastime. And we are going to talk about another pastime that's happened in America. Yes, sir. That is happening on Tuesday. We referenced it earlier. Yep. Election day. Time to vote, vote, vote. The time is nigh. I mean, the time has been nigh for, I guess, early voting began, what? couple few weeks ago, a couple weeks, a few weeks ago, when people have been mailing in their ballots for some time now. But actual proper election day, which is not the beginning of the voting process, but it is in fact the end of the mm-hmm. voting process, is mm-hmm. Tuesday, November three. I'm stoked. Yeah. So there's a real, there's all sorts of feelings I have on this day, of course. Yeah. Um, but I was curious where we stood four years ago. And luckily, we have this podcast, which is <laughs> yeah, a bit of a right. yearbook yeah, um, of what's happening in the world, what was happening in the world. And four yes. years ago, Adam, we yeah. recorded the day, I believe it was on election day. So we yeah. didn't know the results when we recorded it, an episode about blank. Do you know what we talked about? Yes, I last do. I have a vivid memory. We talked about Barack Obama. And how much we love him and admire him. And we're so proud that he um, was our president. And we just sort of like gushed about President Obama with the understanding, with the assumption, I should say, um, that uh, Hillary was going to win. And because, yeah, we did it like maybe two or three days prior to actual election day. But of course, I have I have like. 
I don't know. It's one of those things where like Trump got elected and like all of my memories around those few days are like crystal clear. It's like when you remember a horrible car accident or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, so, I have vivid memories of being in the HeadGum studio talking about Obama. Yeah. Same. Um, you were right on all accounts except one, which is that I was surprised to listen back because when yeah. I think about four years ago, I think of the 538 polls and everyone saying, right. there's no way this clown can win. Right. And of course the clown won. Yes. Um, and we were pretty nervous. Were we okay to see? <laughs> were we, we nervous? We were not. Yeah, right. In fact, we were not like, yo, this is a, a lock, like okay. four more years. Really? At one point, we said that, uh, you said, I should say, that this, um, this election, 2016's election, yeah. will, um, either bring about a future of presidential women or yes. presidential reality stars. Oh. And you said this might usher in President Ray J. <laughs> <laughs> Ray J. So Ray J. 2016's, I guess, reality superstar yeah, du jour, yeah, yeah, yeah. made its way in. Um, but no, we were talking about having bubble guts. I was talking oh, about having God. to vote three weeks early before the third debate because I was just so nervous for oh, what could happen. God, oh God. Um, wow. And so my, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Well, nothing. I mean, I, I, I would love to say that I'm any less anxious and nervous this time, but if anything, I would say I'm a thousand times more nervous and more anxious tend- and more bubble gutsy. Mm-hmm. I tend yeah. to agree because we've uh, seen yeah. what damage can be done, oh, and yeah. that's only you know building off of uh, a legitimate presidency. So yes. to think that what he could do off of already his four years of illegitimacy. Um, yeah. But about Election Day, Adam. So yeah. last Election Day... Four years ago, we went over to our close friend Clayton Early's house. We were with the Harvard sailing team. Yep. And we watched the um, data come in. Yeah. And our hearts slowly just fell out of our asses um, onto the floor. Yes. Um, Lots of tears were shed. It was uh, a traumatic experience, to put it mildly. I would say so. Yes. So my question to you is, Adam. Yeah. um, On Tuesday, do you plan on being with a few socially distanced friends or family um, watching the election data come in, or are you going to hide under a lead blanket and pretend like the day doesn't exist? Option B, hiding under a lead blanket, pretending the day doesn't exist. I mm-hmm. think I think that's going to be me. I mean, COVID aside and baby care, caring for aside, I'm just too nervous. I'm just too anxious uh, to like be... Uh, to like flirt with like a celebratory environment. I just, Mm -hmm. to me, it's like a little not that. (laughs) It's actually extremely not that. Um, It is, the stakes are through the roof. The consequences of this election are grave, like they were last time and every time and every election, obviously, Um, as is this sort of uh, idiom elections definitely have consequences as we all have been experiencing for four years. Um, So I'm I'm real nervous, Bill. And uh, I... So I think this is going to be a um, – I think Maggie and Fig and I are going to go vote on Friday at our local church. It's nice and walkable right down the street. We're going to cast our ballot in person. That's going to feel really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think on Tuesday, I hole up. I don't even think it – maybe the TV's on. Oh, God, I'm dreading it. I don't know what right. the hell I'm going to do, man. Right. What you, God, what are you going to do? Maybe I just – I don't know. Maybe I just – You don't have – do you really not have – do you really have the self-control to not turn the television on around like – Three o'clock on election day when polls start closing in Pennsylvania at seven. Probably not. I probably do not have that self control, and I probably will turn the TV on. I mean, I'll definitely have phone in hand. I will. Pro- I don't know what I'm going to do to prevent myself from just like constantly refreshing Twitter like all day, all night. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what my strategy is. Um, I was listening to a really great episode of the podcast The Daily, and yesterday, and it was all about the. Sh- 
like how we're living in the shadow of the 2000 presidential election, which is Gore v. Bush, obviously, mm-hmm. which was like mm-hmm. set a weird, dangerous precedent for so many reasons. A, it was like, you know, the Supreme Court basically decided the election for the first time, which was a nightmare because the court was already partisan at that point, And it is even more so now. Um, right. And one could argue that Trump has been like packing the court for this exact reason to help him steal Correct. the election. Um, Correct. So that gave me major agita listening to that. Um, and mm-hmm. the other thing was like the television networks on election night that night yes. really fucked everything up because they were like called Florida. For, they were like in this network CBS v ABC race to just like call everything first. They just like God. wanted to be first. And it just led to so many problems because they called Florida for Gore. Oh, no, wait. Sorry. Reverse that. It's Bush. Oh, no, wait. Gosh, it's Gore just uh, rescinded his concession. And we're back to, oh, geez, now there's a recount. Oh, we don't know. So it was just like the television networks really – did not that is Moonlight matters. La La Land. Exactly. That is Moonlight La La exactly. Land on a national presidential <laughs> exactly. level. It was a, like we can barely right. tolerate that for the Oscars. <laughs> we cannot tolerate that happening this year, 2020. I know. So that's why the and, TV, like yeah. watching like CNN and like MSNBC, although I probably will still, it just doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good for mm. me. Yeah. So Fox is a terrorist organization. Fox News yes, is a terrorist organization. Yes. And they – um do you think that they will weaponize the results? Do you think that even if Donald Trump isn't winning or hasn't won, they will say that he yes. has won if only to sow yes. um, more misinformation? Absolutely, yes. No doubt about it. I'm expecting it. I think we should all sh- – I think we all should essentially anticipate a November 3rd in which if it's even remotely close, Donald Trump will – declare victory and that's what kind of what this 2000 thing was where it was like the networks called it for bush so then even though there were like many more votes to be counted even though like all the hanging chad mess hadn't been uh, resolved even though there was like so many more recounting to do even though it was not far from over they called it for bush therefore the narrative was oh now al mm-hmm. gore is being a sore loser and it was like mm-hmm. that was just they just set that narrative in motion, which was basically impossible to reverse. So yes, that absolutely. feels like in the yeah. in the sports world where um, a penalty occurs and then yes. you're allowed to question the call. Yeah. And the rule of questioning the call is that there needs to be crystal clear proof. Yeah. If there's any sort of doubt within it, it's kind of like tie goes to the runner, right. or whatever we called first. Right. And so that seems like a media play where it's absolutely. like as long as we get in their head that there's already been a win, exactly. whether there has or hasn't, it's going to be much harder for them to have to suddenly prove exactly us wrong. exactly right and like Fun. now especially with like and like we were saying i mean like this is you know one of the reasons that the 2016 election was so devastatingly consequential is because trump has been able to put maniacs like brett kavanaugh and amy coney barrett on the supreme court and kavanaugh the other mm-hmm. day just low-key sort of that was a little bit lost in the amy coney barrett travesty of it all was that he like made some maybe you maybe you can articulate this better than i can but like some ruling about wisconsin in wisconsin where it was like kavanaugh essentially set the table for any uh for disqualifying any ballots that come in after november 3rd because our psychopathic television president is insistent that like well if you can't get a result a consequential result the night of the election it's not good television and it shouldn't count and it's just like, mm. that's crazy. Like, that is mm. lunat- lunacy. But he's got these – he put these judges in place to sort of, like, um, validate and give credence to his, um, to his like, cheating, basically. So, yeah, I'm crazy afraid of, of that happening. And for Trump, who's been saying for months, there's going to be no way to be able to tell who wins. It's going to take months and years to recount the votes. Oh, God, it's a mess. It should just be November 3, and that's all. So he's been saying that for months. So, yeah, he's been so – he's already been sowing the seeds – for um, you know, calling uh, a Biden victory illegitimate for months. He's been doing it for months. 
<laughs> so it's really fun to be an American citizen. We all love Election Day. This is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. It's a great time. <laughs> it's been a great time. Um, but you're 100% right uh, that it really feels like a time where we just simply don't know what to trust and therefore we trust nothing, right. which is a very dangerous place to be. And I'd like to talk about that a little bit more right. in the second act. But first, an act break and first, a song. Okay. It's <sighs> Election Day. It's election yes. day. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> like that old election day song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's a song called Draft Day by um, Drake, which is fun. Oh, cool. Um, not, I wouldn't say it's that uh, in line with what we're talking That's about. That's okay. It does have the word day. It's another day. It's another day. <laughs> it's another mm-hmm. day. I'm assuming that, that, yeah. that the, maybe the title on that song refers to like a pro sports draft as opposed to like a military draft, I would assume. <laughs> uh, he definitely says something along the lines of Andrew Wiggins in the first okay, line. Okay. Why don't we play Draft Day? Hell it's yeah, let's song. do it. Come it's on. a good song. It's upbeat. We could use a little um, upbeat noise right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. even sampled. It might sample. Well, I don't know what it samples. We'll see what it samples. Great. We'll tell you in a second act. This is Drake. This is Draft Day. Drake, yes, Canadian. I wonder if he. I wonder if he's going to be voting in this election. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I wonder if he can vote in America. It is the second act of this, the No Joke Podcast. We are trying to talk about Election Day. Adam, we did receive a voicemail. Uh, not a voicemail, excuse me, an email. Great. We requested. We requested voicemails yes. from the listeners yes. saying why you're going to vote. Yes. No one responded. Makes me think that no one's voting. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Based on that Yikes. incredibly small and specific sample size, nobody's voting. Oh, God, we're doomed. Yep, yeah, we're doomed. We're doomed. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so um, wrap up the podcast. You could just put the wires in the box. <laughs> yeah. um, but we did get an email, Adam. It has nothing to do with Election Day. Okay, great. It basically has nothing to do with politics. <laughs> okay. But it, there was a line in the email that really made me laugh. Okay, great. So um, I'm just going to read this much. It's from, uh, I believe, a woman named Kira. Okay. And um, – <laughs> Hi, Billy and Adam. I just wanted to shoot you a quick email saying how much I genuinely enjoy listening to the podcast. I have only recently gotten back into listening to podcasts while working on a side gig, disinfecting offices and construction sites for Mm -hmm. COVID. You guys still sound great and provide laughs from inside a hazmat suit. Great to hear. (laughs) This is where, this is what made me laugh. I'm currently only on episode 158, in parentheses, in parentheses, 2014 (laughs) Choice Awards, second parentheses, LOL, why? <laughs> yeah, good, good question, Kira. <laughs> and I just, I, that made me laugh because I look forward to Kira's experience of, um, 100 episodes later, 70 episodes later, getting to 2003. Yeah, yeah, 2003. <laughs> one year prior to Teen Choice Awards. And also, parentheses, LOL, why? We don't know. We don't know. Yes. Wow, Kira, thank you so much. First of all, you're doing really important, noble work there, disinfecting those spaces. That is really great. And mm-hmm. I wonder if those hazmat suits, I wonder if hazmat suits have gotten to the point where they have like built in headphones yet, or if it's that, you know what I mean? Like mm. they should like almost astronaut style. That'd be nice. Yeah. Be it's nice. kind of like those zoom, like a zoom background. You should be able to get like a cool design Absolutely. on the inside. Of that has good call tiny dude. disco ball good call. tiny disco ball some streamers good call exactly. how would you adam i'm curious how would you design the inside of your hazmat suit? i would make i would make the head look like i was in like a like a fishbowl like that cool radiohead video i would like design okay. it as though i were like as though i were like my head was in a fishbowl and there's some maybe some other fish floating around some sort of waving seaweed that would be my like head my head hazmat suit vibe so the kids have those cups that make it seem like there's fish it's kind of like swimming around. They're kind yes, of like inside yes, exactly, the glass exactly. of the cup. 
So you would want those like kind of fun artificial yeah. Yeah. Um, fish swimming around. I think so. so you yeah. really want to go full fish tank. Yeah, I want to like I want to like really lean into like the bowl, like the bowl shape mm-hmm. of it, and just sort of mm-hmm. be like, this is a this is a fish bowl. Yeah. So are we putting gravel on the bottom? That'd be are cute. We putting uh, gravel a treasure chest or like perhaps? a li- yeah treasure chest with so like it would be sort of a jar with some coins spilling out. I think that there'd be like I mentioned some seaweed, some coral. Um, maybe it wouldn't go so far as the actual pebbles, uh, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. maybe yeah yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I think I think sort of a an underwater uh, an underwater motif I think is would be That's my fun. first choice. Yeah, how about yourself? How would I how do. would you sort of like spice up your hazmat suit? Mm, I think <laughs> that I might make the inside of my hazmat suit seem like a, a lavish feast. Oh hell yeah! So, and I am the centerpiece. <laughs> Wait, so there's people eating you? So I will explain. Okay. So it's just the table. We don't need we don't need a cast of characters that will eat the meal. Got it. I just want the, Got the base of my hazmat helmet to be a silver tray, yep. much like one a butler in a you know a murder. I'm loving this. Told. On that, I would like yep. um, some romaine lettuce, yep. uh, just some greens yep. to line the bottom. Yep. Greens. Yep. Then I'd like some baked clams. Yep. Um, I'd like a small candle Luxurious. behind me. Going back to the Drake Day Beautiful. Care theme. Beautiful. Um, maybe some veggies. I'd like to balance a glass of red wine in there. That's really good. Um, yeah, it's a really good idea. And then on a porcelain plate in the middle of the tray, I'd like a little neck hole for me to pop my head really up. Good. And my head will sit much like braised beef. Yep. <laughs> um, in the middle of that lavish feast. Really good. Really good call, Bill. Great mm-hmm. imagination, great execution. And your head is much like braised beef. Really. Now, if you are a listener of the No Joke podcast and you'd like to tell us how you would hashtag handle your hazmat, <laughs> tweet at us at No Joke Pod. Once again, how would you handle your hazmat? There's a million different ways that this could play, and we want to hear from you. At No Joke Pod on Twitter, nojokepod at gmail.com. Really good. That's that. Really, really um, good. Adam, election day. We're getting back to it once again. Yes, sir. So we were talking about Fox. We were talking about um, disinformation. Yeah. Do you. Do you, you once told me, you were, you were, you've always been a little ahead of me on uh, certain things. And you taught me years ago, like 10 years ago, that one of the only networks that are actually worth listening to uh, when it comes to news is the BBC. Yeah. Do you remember you telling me that? Um, I don't remember you, I don't remember telling you that, but, um, see, honestly, sounds very wise of me. And I, and I think that's still the case. I mean, American, American news, uh, just slants so far towards entertainment. Uh, that it's like it almost ceases to be news. <laughs> Correct. And there's confirmation bias on everything. Oh, yeah. It's, there's no sort of objective. It's harder and harder to find a really true objective source in the sort of American mainstream news media. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. So isn't it funny that we have to leave the country yeah. to get uh, you know some information on the country? Uh, yeah. That being said, would you, knowing that that is probably the – most objective truth yeah. that you'll get from the election on election day night if you have access to BBC yeah. News. Would you still go BBC News or is the sports fan in you like, I still want my announcers to kind of have that like home team bias? It's a good question. I remember for the 2016 when we were at Clayton and Mike's apartment, I remember that we were like watching the news, watching like the CNN, MSNBC, whatever like broadcast of it. And then also, if I'm not mistaken, I think I pulled up on my phone, like, the Pod Save America then was, like, the Keeping It 1600 podcast guys, because I, I don't know, I had been, like, into their podcast and was like, well, here's, like, another 
take or whatever that's maybe a little mm-hmm. more i don't know not even reliable but just like speaks my language a little bit more than like you know wolf blitzer let's say mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so i don't know i i would be curious in terms for uh, for like what like the bbc live covered now that you mentioned it, it hadn't occurred to me but yeah i think that would actually be an interesting way to consume live in real time election night coverage would be via the bbc that could be interesting actually i might do that so you wouldn't go i mean it's it's well documented that you and I are both left-leaning uh, yeah, Democrats. Yes, yes, you yes. wouldn't go MSNBC where they are just going uh, to be, you know, all in rooting for our Sure, team. sure. I think if I, I mean, again, I I don't know. I don't know. I see myself, I could see myself bouncing around from MSNBC to, I don't know, CNN. But yeah, I guess if I had to like land on a cable network, I guess it would be MSNBC. I wonder if it'll be like Rachel Maddow herself that is going to be like captaining the election night coverage ship. Um, but do you do you leave the door open, Adam, for the perverse pleasure if it starts trending down? Oh, checking in with Fox. Trending down. Do you see the other team? Oh storm? hell yeah, of course. You, you t- so you you would turn over to Fox just to see what's happening. just to revel in the nightmare of it all. Absolutely, mm-hmm. of course, of course. And so going back to the terrorist network that is Fox News, um, would you think that they would be squirming, or do you think that they would be spinning? They would be spinning all of spinning, this spinning, spinning in- for sure. And that absolutely, and that's why. Yeah, I mean, who the hell knows how this is going to go? I'm scared, Billy. I'm nervous. I'm so scared, man. I'm scared about Florida. I'm scared about Wisconsin. I'm scared about Michigan and Pennsylvania. It always seems to come down to like now that we have this like this dastardly electoral college system in place, it always Mm -hmm. seems to come down to like four neighborhoods in Pennsylvania. Like no matter mm-hmm. what is happening anywhere, mm-hmm. no matter what is happening to the popular vote, you, Hillary could be up by 3 million, Biden could be up by 11 million. It never seems to matter. It's just like, what does that one house in Michigan think? And it's like, that's mm-hmm. what decides mm-hmm. it. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm scared as shit, man. <laughs> I'm really nervous. So, with good reason, yeah. Adam, and so am I. Let me say that out loud. Yes. I too am scared about <laughs> the future of our country yes. and this Tuesday's results. I'm scared. Yes. Um, yes, I'm scared to death. Yes. Um, but with that, one thing that is different about 2016 and today, and of course it's somewhat COVID related, but also early voting, um, the numbers, I think there's been over 66 million early incredible, votes incredible. already, um, locked. You've seen the images of people waiting five, yeah. 10 hours to get their early vote. Yeah. And it's just incredible. The efforts people are putting it's in. Really amazing. Does that actually make you feel like, okay, maybe this is different. Maybe there are new votes coming. Yes. It seems like the youth vote is coming. Yes. Does that make it less scary? Or are you just like, I know that. And it doesn't really change anything like emotional. I mean, again, intellectual, let, let, you, you nailed it. Intellectually. Yes. Feels good. Um, I, I, I'd like to think that just like that degree that like that, um, quantity of early voting is indicative of a passion for change. And that would mean that a lot mm-hmm. of these um, early voters are hopefully voting Democrat. And that is intellectually very gratifying and satisfying, encouraging and hopeful. In my gut, mm-hmm. my gut and my heart and my nerves, do- that doesn't register any of that optimism. That it doesn't mm-hmm. register any of that at all, at all, because all of my nerves mean all, all like my nerves hear that as it's like, oh, great. Now we have a big lead to blow. Now we have like mm-hmm. a, a huge lead that we're going to blow on the night. 
And like mm-hmm. now it's just that the, as a Knicks fan, that's yeah, all we know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We've learned to have no expectation right. because then you can't be disappointed. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like now it's right. like now in my mind, it's like, oh, great. Now we have all this like early vote, quote unquote, cushion that on November three, we're just going to watch get eaten away and eaten away and eaten away and eaten away. And we're mm-hmm. going to lose it. <laughs> so like that is what my gut says. But my brain is psyched that there's been mm-hmm. that this degree of enthusiasm all over the country. People sort of like waiting in, you know, I mean, like. Yeah, it, of course. It's awesome. It's so encouraging and enlightening that, for example, and I know this is a perverse example, but like a recruiting example, I should say, but like the the Parkland kids, for example. It's like this is yes. – there's now – March the, for our lives. The March for our lives. It's like this is now like that generation, Gen Z, I guess it would be. Like now they are eligible they can to vote. vote. So like they can vote. So like mm-hmm. hell yeah, the youth will save us. Please. <laughs> so like please Low-key leaders. They, the camera stopped rolling on those dudes, but they kept pushing. They've been touring around the country yeah. just getting young voters signed it, up. Amazing. So, so like yeah. The, mean, it, it, there it, are heroes everywhere. Absolutely. And it's totally invigorating and totally encouraging. Encouraging and really inspiring to imagine that, like, it is this sort of fresh 18 to 22 year old first time voters that are going to, like, you know, you know, be this huge pull and and just sort of like, you know, really put their finger on the scale. I hope that's true, man. I really want that mm-hmm. to be true. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I look, you know what song? I, I just go on. I please. have the the thing that balances out. And again, I'm, I'm not trying to be cynical or pessimistic, but I just need to be honest. What balances out that kind of optimism is just I also have no. Um, the the depths of Republican Mitch McConnelly depravity to me no 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 bounds and they are infinite mm-hmm. and like ramming mm-hmm. through Amy Coney Barrett who has been a judge for two years and it's like rolled on like zero cases and who's gonna you know just to forget like setting aside the Roe v Wade of it all which is its own disaster but just for this election I mean like just get pushing her through so they can the Supreme Court can decide this very election is I, I right. mean I just would expect that to be the case. I mean, that's why The Daily was running this episode about the 2000 election, because it was like, this is the last time that the courts and, frankly, attorneys decided a presidential election. It, and, and like, almost as to say, like, this is what's going to happen again this year, most likely, unless it is a blowout, unless it is an absolute runaway for Biden, this is going to go to the courts, right, Bill? Isn't it? I- I think so. I think so. I think that there's been enough distrust. And the fact that the president and all of his cronies have said it's going to the courts already is like they're usually – we talked about Donald Trump's lack of imagination and how it leads to him admitting what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, This could – this really seems like another case where they're already telling you what's going to happen and we're like, that's crazy. That could never – and then it happens. And the mask is off completely in that Amy Coney Bear because the Supreme Court is supposed to be – the judiciary is supposed to be, of course, objective and separate from the executive executive branch and apolitical and nonpartisan. Amy Coney Barrett mm-hmm. has her celebration day uh, swearing in whatever and then is immediately out there on the White House uh, whatever balcony with Trump Trump 2020 it's just like there the 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 uh, objectivity and impartiality of the of the judicial system at the Supreme Court has already been erased that's gone erased completely gone. completely gone bye. completely eviscerated bye 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 see you bye bye, bye see bye. you um mm-hmm. so like that's gone bill barr is a is a fresh demon from hell who is like here mm-hmm. as like the attorney general to to just swing the election to trump at any given whatever so like again mm-hmm. i don't know in what world this election isn't contested unless it is like a crazy blowout for biden which bill i don't think it's gonna be <laughs> oh, i just I don't think to it's agree. gonna be yeah 
All right. So we'll talk about what we think it will be. Okay. And I'd also like to talk about one thing we haven't talked about, and that is Mitch McConnell's purple hand. Yeah, what's up with him? He's dying in front of us. It's wild. We'll yeah. talk about that in the third act. But first, we need a song, Adam. Okay. Okay. Purple hand, purple rain. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Depths of mm-hmm. depravity. What else did we talk about? The Supreme Court. Scared. 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 Yeah. Is there a song called I'm Scared? <laughs> there- <laughs> They're scared. I'm scared. There should be. There should be. I'm scared. scared. Okay. I'm afraid of snakes. Always. Always. I'm afraid of snakes. As a matter of fact, executive decision, we're scared, and we're also going to be afraid of snakes. I'm afraid of snakes. I'm afraid of snakes. of mid-sized cities like Littleton. Don't be fooled by my giggling. I am terrified of tickling. It doesn't tickle. I'm afraid of jobs that require your time like nine to five and carnival rides that make you feel like you're flying. Chair swings. Soggy bread. Ew. I'm afraid of the undead. Oh. I'm afraid of an undead man eating soggy bread in my bed. Irrational. Right. And skyscrapers and notebooks of graph paper. Man, Petrified of everything with capers. For example, I'm afraid of snakes. I'm afraid of snakes. I'm afraid of snakes. Canopy, my stamina be a joke to Pamela Anderson Lee. Little wee wee leaks when I sleep. See my sheets, see my pee. Still fearing those snakes swimming in lakes, hiding in the corner of my dad's woodshed. Bunch of big snakes right behind the rakes. I'll see him and I drop dead like Fred. These snakes wanna bite your head off. Get a good chunk, ain't gonna let off. Even if you scream for the snake to get off, doesn't understand, doesn't speak English. I don't know if snakes have butts. I don't even know how they poop your guts. But to poop your guts out, butts is a must. Or you got a constipated snake. I'm afraid of snakes. 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 Yes, yes. I'm afraid of snakes. I'm afraid of snakes. Doesn't matter what. Also quite large Cobras Their neck expands Black mamba Copperheads Garden snakes Unharmful but still snakes I'm afraid of snakes I'm afraid of snakes Welcome back to the No Joe Podcast That was Um iconic hip-hop duo snakes with their classic song i'm afraid of snakes (laughs) you can find one song adam you can find one song by snakes on spotify we never put our albums on spotify time had passed i think we used a couple samples that we couldn't put out anyway do you know what song is currently on spotify (laughs) i'm afraid of snakes 
It is not. Oh. It is top dollar. My dad's a pop proctologist. <laughs> You can find that on Spotify. And the only reason you can is that, Adam, do you remember like the year after we put that out, we were reached out to by somebody. Maybe his name was Tom McCaffrey, a oh, comedian. He was like, yeah. I'm making a rap compilation oh, yeah. for like Comedy Central Records. Yes. Can we have your That's song right. on it? And we we're like, sure, yeah. $600. Yes. Well, that choice has put the song on Spotify. Oh, wow. And that made me think, are we going to be one of those bands that you could play our song on Instagram stories? on Instagram Reels. That'd be sweet. Have you seen how there's a whole music catalog? Because, I mean, that would set the internet aflame. Aflame. Well, Adam, I've got news for you. What's the news? I've got freaking news news? for you. You cannot (laughs) find snakes on your Instagram Live and Reels. Okay. Breaking news. You can't do it. Okay, cool. Breaking news. There is no news. No news. No news. news. (laughs) But if you'd like to listen to Snakes albums, we put out four. You can go to snakesmusic.bandcamp.com. I'll say it slower because we talk fast. Snakesmusic.bandcamp.com. Shout out Rich Royce, a.k.a. Mike Perkillo, producer extraordinaire. The best. Our king. Shout out Sunny Day Records. Shout out Elliot. Shout out Jared. The whole team. Um... I had something to say, Adam. Billy, I may have just That's lost okay. It. I want to ask you about your um, – I'm not sure. Maybe we talked about this last time, but you voted already. Um, mm-hmm. Walk me through yes. Walk me through your, your voting experience this year. So I um, got my form in the mail in California. We are all – we are very – we're very fortunate yep. to have the ability to um, have ballot boxes everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. You see – I won't uh, – get distracted too long, but you see these people waiting in New York for five hours, waiting in rain in Texas, waiting in just ungodly lines. And first, I just want to shout out every single person doing that. Because when I say how we got to vote in California, it feels like um, good for you. But really, the real heroes are the ones that are waiting eight hours in line and putting in a full day's work to do it. Um, So kudos to anyone who did do that for real, for real. That being said, we get to put ours in ballot boxes. And the day I got my ballot, um, I gave myself one day to just look at it, learn all of the rules. One of the rules that I learned um, that I wouldn't have expected coming from um, taking Scantron tests and using number two pencils is that you have to use pen, pen, black Interesting. Black pen. That's a tip. So when I saw that, I was like, well, I'm glad I read through this and I'm glad I took my time. Yeah. So I filled out all of my candidates. I double checked it with a few different organizations that um, I listen to and believe in and trust. One is the LA podcast hosted by Hayes and his friends. So smart. Um, yep. We balanced that against the DSA's recommendations. We balanced it against um, a few other just to see if there was like correlation overlap or if certain people had certain um you know, different feelings. I'm glad that you mentioned that. I was going to use that. I was thinking literally this morning, I was like, I think I'll probably just look up the DSA voter guide. That was going to be like my first go-to. But LA Podcast they is are. a great idea. Yeah. They are rock solid. I would say the LA Podcast also cool. really balances it out great. just a little bit. Great. They have a few different – they're pretty in line, all things considered. I would imagine. Okay, cool. Um, but yes, so filled it out and then um, went to the ballot box. It was as simple as that. Yeah. You just drive. There's They're all over. They're in front of libraries. They're on main streets. It's just really – cool. They've made it really easy and safe, yep. and there's not not a line to be found. Great. It's the same time as just mailing a letter. Cool. Um, did did that and just like felt good. Yeah. We talked about this in the same Barack Obama episode four year four years ago, yeah. where you were, you were like Billy, wow, you've already mailed it in. And I was like, it just feels, feels good. So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will note um, that there is a service in California, and I assume that anyone else who can do sort of um, early mail in boxes, yeah. um, early mail in mail-in voting um there are websites built out to track your ballot cool. and it will tell you it will email you or text you 
um, that confirmed they have received it. And if you haven't gotten that confirmation on the day, on election day, you can still go to the, um, I believe you can go and explain your situation, bring certain identifications, look into what each state requires. Um, but you might be able to cast your vote and vote in person. There was some sort of error or mistake. Cool. So did you get text confirmation that your vote has been received? So Marina did. Okay. And I did not oh, at first. Okay. And I was like, this is a little we, interesting right. because like we've talked about, there's nothing but um, distrust. Yeah, exactly. Assume the right most now. corrupt. Assume corruption. And, yeah. And then, Adam, before we had a corrupt president, um, we would say, assume that we were wrong, you and I. Right. Because the volume of the mistakes that we also oh, make please. casually in our lives right. is like, well, there's bad, big bad people out on top, but we're also. Oh, dummies. yeah. I'm a dummy for sure. And it turned out that it wasn't big bad people on top this time. I forgot to click the little tag that says, would you like a notification when it's been received? Um, there you go. Your boy clicked that notification, and on the click, Bingo. I got a text, Beautiful. an email, and <laughs> any sort of other communication saying, you voted, you voted, Great. you voted, you voted. Great. Yeah. Well, Billy, kudos on exercising your civic duty. Um, it is – and I just want to say that while, yeah, of course it is inspiring all this footage of people waiting 10 hours in the rain, Georgia, Texas – Everywhere, not just those like those like sort of like purple states, but everywhere. Um, but uh, look, I just yearn for a day where election day is a national holiday, where it is so much easier to vote, where all of these trappings of voter suppression. Uh, it should be. It should all for everyone. It should be as easy as your voting experience. It should. It sh- it should mm-hmm. just be very easy, and the, the our 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 sort of civic infrastructure should be set up to promote voting, not to discourage it. Obviously, these are all obvious things. But um, but well done, Billy. Well done. Good job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the reason why, um, you know, voter suppression and voter intimidation exists is power maintenance. Power maintenance. Right. Like power exactly. maintenance. As simple as exactly. that. So, you know, we'd say we'd love to live in a world where um, everything is fair. But no, I mean, no. this country is founded on certain people, namely white men Absolutely. and namely white men Absolutely. in power, just fighting to do everything to maintain no as much it. of it as they no can. Doubt about I mean, it's our country is founded on That's it. right. It's in the Constitution. Yep, so, sure. I mean, it's not like this is a hot take no. or anything. No. Um, so, yes, we'd all love to live in that world. So I think the only armor, the only ammo we Gotta have vote. is – Volume. Gotta vote. That's vote what I'm saying. If we, if volume. like, and wouldn't it be a, and I, I, I dare even speak this out loud. Um, not a superstitious person, but wouldn't it, it would just be really awesome if it was just like a, pr- a proper thumping on election day. And it was just mm. like, a, like just a good old fashioned. It'd be great. It would be really great. But I mean, like the country is so divided and partisanship is so fierce. People have just dug their heels in so far over the past X amount of years in their partisan ways that I mean, mm-hmm. like Trump's approval rating, he could just, I mean, he's a walking disaster and just like a shit, a living shit show, but his approval rating never really dips below like 40%. It's just like 40% of America is just going <laughs> to like it. And like, that's just it. So like mm-hmm. it's, it can only, that's why I'm, skeptical that it like a proper political thumping is even really possible nowadays but man it'd be awesome <laughs> it would be, be awesome. awesome and t- yeah tbd will yes. see it. you wonder if it really has become the occult of personality oh, yeah. where um you know it's just like it feels less about the republican party and more about trump absolutely absolutely it, it, why trump is the answer not why the republican party is the answer why trump is the answer this is what it seems like and so i wonder he loses 
do all of the um, kind of like newfound passionate right side, like fiery, you know, militia um, GOP or, you know, just like right side members. Are they going to stick around with the GOP or is this truly a a cult of personality and they all just disappear back into their anonymous ways? Great question. I mean, like what happens to the Jim Jordans and to the Matt Gateses and to these like these like craven cretins of like this that have just been like promoted to semi-celebrities on the right in this Trump era just because they're they're feckless and they are shameless, shameless. Um, what happens yeah. to these people without shame that have just been riding this Trump coattail for the past four years, the Mark Meadowses of the world, these just like absolute soulless horcruxes? So, I don't know what happens to them. So I think that they, I think that they maintain power. My question was, um, they'll maintain power in some way. They'll become lobbyists. They'll make money right. on other scumbags. Right. But my question is all these militia people who are like, they, like white nationalists, yeah, white supremacists, man. would they vote for Mitt Romney? In 2020, great question. That that's a good cue, man. I I don't know. I I don't know. There was someone that tweeted something like, like, oh god, like it occurred. Maybe it was even Maggie Haberman, um, or even Emily Nussbaum, the TV critic for the New Yorker, who's so smart. But she was like, oh god, like even if Trump loses, is is he still going to just like keep having rallies? Just like as mm-hmm. celebrity Donald Trump, just anyway. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? That's a great question. What happens to these, what happens to these like borderline, not even borderline, in some cases, explicitly white nationalist militias who are roaming around plotting to kidnap, you know, Gretchen Whitmer. I don't mm-hmm. know what happens to these people, but I'm afraid to find out. <laughs> I don't know where they and go. do they, say he loses. Yeah. Let's, let's just dream. Big. Yes. Donald Trump loses. Do they still passionately love him? You know, like it's it's like, is it because he's the president right. or is it now just this personality? Right. I mean, exactly. Well, good, all great questions. I'm I'm anthropologically, sociologically fascinated to find out um, what yeah. uh, in terms of what happens to this like diehard Trump support. I mean, you see some of the sort of more moderate, like the last vestiges of a humane, um, civilized GOP. Uh, I, I mean, which is the bar is low, but like you can see um, some of these like younger Republicans already like planning their de-Trump exit strategy, like Ben Sass, that that senator from Nebraska was like, quote unquote, caught on tape, which felt very staged for him, like slamming Trump, like almost in a way that was like borderline explicitly like setting himself to be like, and once Trump loses, I'll be the face and voice of like the new Republican Party that's like going to shed ourselves from this like Trump racism and get back to civil John McCain and you could already tell mm-hmm. that like there's people already the Romneys a little bit, but um, yeah, like sort of. It's all bullshit. It's all, it's all bullshit. bullshit. It's all. It's all bullshit. bullshit. It's no. He's just no longer valuable. To Agreed. Them, so they're just going to exactly. have to take the moral high exactly. ground and say he's not a good guy. Exactly. Guess what? You could have said that four years ago exactly. when he was, and you didn't have to kiss his exactly. ass. Exactly. Well said. So exactly. we need to wrap up our episode. Uh, I will say this: Don't fall for the bullshit. Don't fall for the bullshit. These guys are liars. (laughs) They're they're grifters. They're cronies. And they don't have your interest in mind. If you see this percentage graph that says your taxes are going to be 60% under Joe Biden, ask yourself, am I a billionaire? (laughs) If you're not a billionaire... Go on and proceed as you yes. have been. Yes. That's only for billionaires and it's only built to confuse you and scare you and say, he can't take my money. You're not a billionaire. It doesn't apply. Shut up and vote. 
for the Democrats. And we apologize, and we apologize for the dozens and dozens of billionaires who listen to this podcast. I'm sorry to that. Sorry yes. that us to Billy has to spit right. truth that, like that's that. True. But that's, that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Jill, Steve, Donnie, Barry, and Tanya, our five billionaire buddies, um, do what you need to do, I guess. But for everybody else, Vote blue. we're strongly encouraging you to vote for the please, blue team please. on election please. day. So, Adam, next episode is going to be interesting. Oh, we are going to be in one of two oh, moods. I'm not going to predict what mood we will oh, be in, but it will be interesting. We will be in one of two oh, moods. Oh, man, here's week. hoping. Fingers crossed, Bill. Holy crap. Holy, Holy crap. crap if you listen to Jake and Amir's podcast, If I Were You, they said that they won't record any more podcasts ever if Donald Trump works. Wow, that's it. So if you're a Jake and so, Amir fan, that's it. save the podcast. <laughs> vote, vote for, for Biden. the blue team. Jesus. Right. Wow, yeah. stakes are high here at HeadGum. I didn't realize that. Wow. Well, Adam, we set out to make this podcast four or five years ago with the hope that it would become sort of a living yearbook for our yeah. lives. And this podcast has now seen through Donald Trump's first presidency, wow. hopefully only presidency. It's seen through COVID. It's seen through so wow. many interesting sure has been. And um, kudos, kudos to us, to us and kudos man. to everybody still listening. Thank you for thank listening, you. everyone, truly, and please, and please vote. We can't say it enough. And yes, thank you very much for listening, especially you billionaires out there. We know you have a lot of money, and this is what you choose to do with your free time, and we appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, billionaires. <laughs> we apologize for the harsh <laughs> words. Um, you need to hear it from someone. One last piece of advice. Yeah. One last piece of advice. If you are um, on the blue team, practice self-care this week. Yeah. You are going to be probably very anxious. You're probably going to be very yes. um, nervous, yes. sick to your stomach, yes. having a hard time sleeping. Yes. Um, practice self-care, however you interpret yep. that, but try. Good words, Bill. Nice, nice thought. Yep. No okay. So for the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy. I'm Spencer, Adam Lustig. And we will see you guys. Hey. We're a little nervous <laughs> More next than a week. Little. All right. Thank you. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>